Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Practice. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Rob, mine are he and him. And I'm Alistair, my pronouns are also he and him. And the music's by Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed we got through that on the first try with the length of time you've been away, Rob. Yeah, yeah, I, I was briefly happy, but now I'm back, so don't worry about it. When when de- when uh, Rob descended into the mountain the other week, something changed. He's not been the same since. Yeah, that's what often happens when you descend into a mountain. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking there. That's like Mines and Moria shit going on there. <laughs> yeah. Did you or did you not only... post a, a photo of you in a fucking massive cave? You mountain descending son of a bitch. It was. <laughs> I went under a glacier, and it was actually really cool. I mean, I'd expect the, it was like the guy. Glacier. We were with the guide, and the guide was like, "Yeah, it's probably safe, but like, we'll just go in there, and if if it crashes, then we're all dead. So don't worry about it." I'm like, "All right, what's cool, the rent let's like? Go." We're we're, <laughs> we're gonna get to a point in this recording Outrageous. where Rob just start saying "der der der." <laughs> <laughs> so, are we talking about the Arkenstone tonight, Rob? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's talk about the Arkenstone. I'll just bin off these fucking show notes I made. Hallelujah. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. That's just obviously we're not doing that. Oh, but I've <laughs> seen the notes. I don't want to talk about any of this. <laughs> yeah, well, too late. I'm <laughs> I'm back. That's that's the, that's your yeah. blessing and your curse. Um, yeah. Anyway, mm. shall we just kick off then? Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, yeah, briefly before we get into the uh, actual like short news bits, uh, RIP to the UK Treasury's NFT collection. I'm very sad to say that they will not be coming out. Oh man, I bought all this Bitcoin for nothing. <laughs> I, I was really looking forward to all my British bulldogs gone. Like it would have been great. Yeah, but you know we're gonna have to find some other uh, uh, you know credible project to put all our Patreon savings into. I'm afraid. Um, no, it's, so, listen, it's fine. Britain will always have a place in the crypto market so long as the word nonce is an actual <laughs> term. <Yeah. laughs> but we've already got the project. It's that fucking like, British chat GPT that we're using to compete with China. Oh, that's true. We do. Yeah. Here's my question. Compete at what? What are we competing with against yeah, China? Calling people nonces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, there's no competition. We're world class in that. No, it's just competing with China. We can't. We can't afford that. Like to let there be a fucking chat GPT gap. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, but what's AI? It? You know, like what if what if our AI was the one that built like the fucking race of machines that eventually like exterminated humanity and made the Matrix and delivered on like the British ideal? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Facing yeah. down Finally. China in the Turing Dojo. Britain is finally <laughs> going to release an uncensored, unfiltered, X-rated. Uh, chat girlfriend that you can uh, get horny with. That'll be the thing that single-handedly salvages the economy looking at fucking... Like, have you have you seen that stuff like they were advertising that and then they did a rug pull and it was all like, oh, well, you can have conversations but it can't do, like, sexting with you and, like, all the fucking weirdos oh, that were, like, whining about it. Oh, that was advertised on Twitter. Yeah. 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 See, there's a gap in the market. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we're we're shortly going to replace this podcast with Mavis GPT, and that'll be great. Everyone ran for Britain to make a chat AI girlfriend, but have to reboot it every fifteen years. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) 
Uh, but I do have some other good news for you. Uh, we can finally move out of this big shoe that uh, we've all been living in uh, because Elon big Musk shoe. has bought thousands of acres of ranch land in Texas and he's going to build uh, his own dream city. And I think we will be moving there because it sounds incredible. Uh, it, sound, it sounds really good. Um, yeah, yeah, I it, I can't wait to hear about like the fucking do you know what I mean the great wave of dysentery deaths. <laughs> I've got I've got to agree with you, Rob. It does sound incredible, as in not credible, fantastic. Like what what are a, these great a, features? There, there's a long piece in the Wall Street Journal that <laughs> I, I I read. Um, Mr. Musk and his and the employees of his companies have described his vision as a sort of Texas utopia along the Colorado River, where his employees could live and work. So, you know, what if there was like a town that belonged to a company and the company yeah. was run by Elon Musk? Well, wow, presumably... It's only special currency as well. Presumably <laughs> it would burn down while everyone was dying of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the names in this are quite amazing because apparently part of the incorporation, it's in several stages and stuff, is done by one of Elon's uh, minions <laughs> through a company called uh, Gapped Bass LLC, which is just... <laughs> Um, I think you find fi- pronounced gapped bass is actually going to start. It's, it's going to be a drummer bass utopia. <laughs> um, what, if, what if Reddit was a place on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, do you do you know what that's worth? Several gold and other miscellaneous awards given in Fred, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Gapped Bass LLC has filed paperwork for a construction of 110 homes under the uh, pro- under a plan called, and this is by their own description, Project Amazing. Oh, that's how oh. you know it's good. Yeah. Project Go Fuck bad. Yourself. <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't call it Project Bad because that would mean it's bad. They're calling it Project Amazing because it's going to be great. Yeah. He is the most Reddit-brained motherfucker on the I face know, of the I earth. fucking detest the cunt. Would never tire of admiring his stupid fucking face. <laughs> he started as a fucking Reddit epic bacon cunt, but he's actually pushing so much hard into the cringe. David, he's, he's not even. Back he's the not way. even. He's not even that cool though, because he was doing the fucking epic bacon Reddit shit like oh, yeah, six yeah. years well, after yeah. it was like in its heyday. Do you know what he reminds me? Yeah, of? Yeah, and now me? he's doubling down on that, and he's travelling back into fucking e bombs fucking territory. He reminds me of shit. <laughs> He reminds me of a shit Weeble and Bob is what he reminds me of. Just wait till a few weeks' time when he's... Wait till a few weeks' time when he's talking about all your base. Replace, yeah. Replacing uh, the... When he, finally dis- this- when he finally discovers lolcats. Yeah. Wow, have you guys ever heard of this thing called seasteading? <laughs> <laughs> replacing the For You tab with Photoshop Fridays, yeah. Um, yeah. Set up the zip plane, you fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I would encourage all his hardcore followers to take the zip line. That's uh, like absolutely true. Uh, Honestly, though, he'd be much he'd be much less harmful for the day, world yeah. and probably happier in himself if he just remodeled bathrooms to look like Doom with all of his money. Honestly, I think the day Elon Musk like reaches Nirvana and decides he's going to sit down and actually make the Zyborn clock is the moment we actually do get global <laughs> Johnny Five Aces will save us yet. <laughs> this is from the piece of the Wall Street Journal again. Mr. Musk, his former girlfriend, the singer Grimes, Kanye West, and Mr. West's architectural designers discussed several times last year what a Musk town might look like, according to people familiar with. <laughs> Wait, so he's working with Kanye West? 
Yes. I think the, the more like startling part of that revelation is that Kanye West has art, architectural designers just on, on retainer. No, I, I, I'm that, that fairly certain he's just going to be deciding what kind of people aren't allowed there. Christ, I'm not sure we can keep that one, but um, okay. Right. I think we should oh. just abandon the podcast to be safe. Yeah, let's, let's, you know. <laughs> let's just go to the park. This is not a place of honour. We're not allowed to loiter in the park. Well, yeah, yeah. We'd, better get some, we'd better get some loitering in before they make it illegal. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I, I pinky promise you we'll get to the loitering uh, stuff. Uh, but if you're, if you're wondering what the difference is between uh, reality and, and the, the grand visions of Elon Musk, uh, again, from the article, the site already includes a group of modular homes, a pool, an outdoor sports area, and a gym, according to Facebook photos and people familiar with the town. So it's got some mobile Modular homes home. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that just means shipping container, doesn't it? Yes, pretty much. Probably. Yeah. Which are we still going through a container a container shortage? Yeah, we are. But you know, don't worry about oh, it. Okay. Also, I can't imagine a better place to live in like Texas in say mid-August than a big steel container. I think that'd be very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if the fucking Saudis can build a big cube in the middle of the desert, we can build a smaller cube in the Texas. <laughs> um. But it's like it's it's definitely whatever's going on. It's it's not really good for like the local area and like the pl- what they're doing there now doesn't really seem like anywhere I particularly would want to live, uh, because they interviewed one of the locals like who was living there before they started building this stupid town, uh, who'd be given absolutely no idea what's going on, uh, why they're doing like a lot of uh, boring company test tunnels on the site. So the same site where this village is going to be built is like riddled with boring tunnels. Uh, oh, which so I can't the, imagine the fucking ever being tunnel a that these tunnels that have like one car go through them at like twenty miles an hour at a time, just yes, loads yeah. of those. Yes, driven cars as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes, uh, that sounds like <laughs> effective infrastructure and not an absolute nightmare hellscape to have to live in. Well, I mean, it, it it gets better and more sustainable, Alistair, because apparently the boring company has also been given uh, permits by the Texas government to Wait, ditch. Hold on, hold on, Rob. Rob, has he is he digging all these holes because there's fucking emeralds under there? I mean, this is the only way this is making sense. <laughs> <in my head. laughs> I'm not really no, sure, it's but the, it's the fucking masculine urge to dig holes. Some of us <laughs> okay, have to do that, it in the backyard, but some of us can afford to buy Texas and do it there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the boring company has been given permission to discharge up to 140,000 gallons of wastewater every day into the local river. So I imagine that once they built the homes next to the river, that's going to be really pleasant living. He's trying yeah. to recreate it's England. Said, it's wastewater. It's wastewater. It'll be fine. There's already yeah. water in the river. There won't be do any they, issues um, there. Do they actually have their own like freshwater supplier? Is it going to be like that fucking other place that's like up shit creek now because they were just borrowing like some libertarian fucking paradise to set up and they were just like borrowing water supplies from a nearby town and then there was a drought and the nearby town was like no you can't have any more water fuck off <laughs> and now they're all <laughs> crying about how the government camp. 
The government needs to intervene and make the mean town nearby give the libertarians water. It's even, it's even <laughs> dumber than that, right? They were given water from a local town for two years, and we're told, right, you've got two years to sort out your own water supply, and once you sort out your own water supply, you're grand, but it's a two-year time limit, and they did fuck all for those two years. Oh, that just makes them seem relatable. Oh, I'm fine. on their side now. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were joking about it earlier, but this is just literally a goon project. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have they considered taking the water from the pig trough? <laughs> also, uh, just, you know, side note, but uh, Elon Musk's latest big acquisition, uh, Twitter.com, is apparently worth $20 billion now and not $44 billion like he paid for like three months ago. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> called business. Is you that because his taxes are due? That it's suddenly mysteriously <laughs> worth a lot less? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's the company town uh, that that this podcast will shortly be uh, be be moving to. Uh, but in the meantime, um, in in another sort of perennial favorite, uh, I want to talk briefly about the the metaverse. Uh, briefly oh, first, because apparently. Sake. Even Disney has fired its entire metaverse unit because even Disney has realized it's too stupid to live. Uh, <laughs> metaverse unit. That makes them sound way more Tom Clancy than they were, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of guys with like nine fucking lights on their goggles but no legs. <laughs> Trying to work out how to breach and clear a room. <laughs> uh, I'll watch, I watched... Um... Dan Olson's new um, video about um, about the metaverse. Oh yeah, it, about like, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, it came out like yesterday, but it's it's great. It's just it's even more bleak than than you thought. It's just. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I my my starting point for the metaverse was Second Life, but infinitely stupider. So I'm I'd be impressed if it gets bleaker than that. <laughs> By God, does it? Do you, I think would Second you like Life is Second still Life? ahead. Yeah, would you like to play Second Life, but with about 10 frames a second? <laughs> so, Second Life. Um, anyway. <laughs> Damn, huge slam on Second Life out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, apparently, yeah, the, apparently the, they're, launch, they're launching a mobile version now just to, like, dance on the Metaverse's corpse. <laughs> Wait, Second Life mobile? Yeah, yeah. I got a fucking uh, thing on the uh, Google News about it the other day. I, Apparently what? they're build they're building it in Unity, which is why it came to my phone because I get news about Unity. Oh, so it's like a whole separate project. Okay, right. Sorry, I just wasn't sure how all the furry porn infrastructure would translate to a touch interface on your mobile. But sure, okay. I, I mean, I have no idea. I I, I think it's going to connect to the same servers. I think. Well, just... if you were ever gonna if you're ever gonna migrate anything to Unity, furry porn feels like it's going to be one of those things that would be very quickly implemented. Yeah. <laughs> Porn does, in fact, drive innovation, so sure, yeah, all right. Specifically furry porn in this instance. Yeah, if Skyrim has taught me anything. Yeah, anyway. Skyrim hasn't taught you anything, let's be real. No, Skyrim can't (laughs) teach you anything. (laughs) Is it... Uh, anyway, so there was this incredible piece that I wanted to talk about um, in New York Magazine by Paul Murray, um, but it's not it's not about uh, Decentraland, but it is about Infinity Worlds, the Facebook metaverse, uh, or I should say the Meta Metaverse thing. Um, who is uh, they have and, legs and, now? No, sure they don't. Not up. yet. No, no, oh, that's, okay. that's, <laughs> no they, have, that's still they have pink slips now. <laughs> um, 
the piece is called, and I like if you're listening, uh, uh, if you if you want to read it, I highly encourage you. It's in uh, New York Magazine by Paul Murray, and it's called uh, "Who Is Still Inside the Metaverse." Uh, basically, oh, this is yeah. a guy. <laughs> uh, but basically, he moves to the U.S. for work, and he's stuck in the American suburbs without any friends um, and any way of like getting to friends or making friends. So, uh, sort of as an effort, he's like, "Well, I'll go to the metaverse and see if I can make some friends there." And um, it has uh, results. And now he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just going to quote like a few choice lines, uh, but I'm not going to read the, the whole thing because the main topic is something else, essentially. Um, I'll just I, I'll just start reading you some bits. I'm busy comp- contemplating my legless torso when I hear laughter in the room. <laughs> Lifting my MetaQuest headset, I see that my son has come into the office unbeknownst to me and evidently finds my appearance amusing. What are you doing? I'm in virtual reality, I say. You look like that leopard in India that's got its head stuck in a pot, he says. Because <laughs> apparently what happens is like the, the, the Oculus headset that you wear in the for the Facebook for the Facebook metaverse thing is um, like you have to like clear a space around you and if you walk too close to like say a bookcase or something like the real world starts intruding through in like grainy black and white yeah. it's like the ring um. <laughs> it's a VR yeah, headset that's... but if you get too close to a wall you die seven days later <laughs> <laughs> Before you die, you see the metaverse definitely feels kind of on brand and some kind of like it's one of these higher truths, these transcendental rightnesses that I can't quite explain, but feels right. Well, was that guy people... that tried to brute force it by building a fucking explosive in it, didn't he? <laughs> it's called forward thinking. <laughs> Rapid forward thinking. <laughs> While some people have experienced harassment in in Horizon Worlds, the major problem is children. Under 13s aren't supposed <laughs> to use their headset, but the app is overrun with children op- occupying their parents' avatar, meaning that the conversations are constantly interrupted by one, apparent adults asking you in high-pitched voices if you like poop, and two, forced <laughs> to decide if the poop person should be removed. <laughs> An entire if the poop person uh, does get removed, then it's fucking rigged. An I tell you culture, what, like I've changed my mind. This thing sounds fucking brilliant. An entire <laughs> culture, an entire world, an entire virtual space built on the premise of what if that one BBC interview where the guy's interrupted by his children was everything? I love it. Let's it's, do it. It's like early two thousands forum culture, except the concept of personal space has been foisted upon you and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> this is going to be actually the uh the next big like british tech gizmo that we get like foisted upon us to prove how futuristic the nation is maybe the british metaverse because they don't allow children yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No nose canisters allowed in the metaverse. It's it's a it's a very serious place after all. I'll tell you what, if it was Second Life, you could definitely build like an app to just create replicating nose canisters that filled everything. That would be actually <laughs> quite good and very on brand. 
After clearing through the warning messages, I can navigate an array of worlds. The, world, the word is misleading because these worlds, most of which have been designed by users themselves, range from small to very, very small. Technical limitations restrict the number of people in a single instance to, of a world to 32 or fewer. A lot of the worlds I visit have no one in them at all. <laughs> Look, I'm fun. sorry, but fucking Blizzard had this technology cracked in like 2007. Yes, yeah. with 40 people in it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let, let's have our group meeting in Battlefield so that if any of you piss me off, you can shoot me. Like, you know, like that would be the better way <laughs> okay. to do it than this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can we go there now? <laughs> first time the, the, the first time the podcast has ever unanimously passed a motion. Instead of, the, instead of doing a podcast, let's just start a fucking Counter-Strike team. See where that gets us. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to remain Number one on most annoying team in the world, baby. Yeah, to remain on theme with the metaverse, I'm just going to get my kid to play instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> a man in a fedora bobs by his username... <laughs> <laughs> killed me (laughs) (laughs) oh so it's less less uh, Counter-Strike and more TF2 (laughs) (laughs) his username Nutsack Sandwich floating (laughs) hi I say Sorry. Hi, I say. He said he wanted to eat my penis. Not sex sandwich says to me in a high pitched child's voice. Uh, you, uh, look, in, in the olden days, you used to have to put, have to put an ad out in the in the uh, newspaper. Yeah, so, the German you know. in the German newspaper. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. do a whole song and dance about it. <laughs> this is my oh. first conversation in the metaverse. And here we get into a uh, distinctly British vibe all of a sudden. I go into a house where I meet a couple from the north of England. The woman Mm -hmm. keeps making strange gestures with her hands as if she was trying to tunnel through the air. Ooh, you are naughty, she says. Is she talking to me? Oh, sorry, she says. I'm in bed and my dog is burrowing under the quilt. Oh, I say, this is my second conversation in the metaverse. I swear this fucking thing is going to kill me. <laughs> this isn't even the main article. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'll just read you two more bits and then we'll go to the to, to the main topic, uh, which is a bit less whimsical. Uh, <laughs> People are always hating on Zuck, Impala expert says. That doesn't mean they're wrong, I say. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just here to have a good time and maybe pick up some MILFs. Pick them up, I repeat. <laughs> but what we pick them up. <laughs> come to come to the metaverse. We've got MILF Jenga. Stoya. <laughs> pick them up, I repeat. But what will you do with them? Oh, I'll do, Impala Expert says mysteriously. <laughs> mysteriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Later, I asked somebody named Space Angel 7 what she would recommend to do in the metaverse. And she tells me she really enjoyed sitting in on uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. <laughs> Are you an alcoholic? No. Did they mind you being there? Well, when they found out, they got pretty angry. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I can't wait to leave my mortal form <sighs> behind and spend my days with, the, with you know, <laughs> with the MILF, with the digital MILF hunter <laughs> and some <someone> fucking <laughs> Milf cruising Expert AA yeah, meetings got... like it's Fight Club. Yeah, MILF Ex- Expert 7's got a lot to contribute. <laughs> fucking untold billions have been poured into this fucking shit and it's just it's just this i can't ah incredible scenes just truly truly capitalism is the best way of distributing resources for anybody involved Mm -hmm. how like how much did meta spend on this shit again multiple billions of dollars i think like 30 billion last year alone or something like it's a lot it's it's like double digit billions for sure Actually, let me look that up. They could have just bought VR chat. That had legs. Doesn't it also have grot? Not officially. So yes. Oh yeah, uh, Alistair, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, about ten billion US dollar a year uh, that Meta spends on the metaverse. Money well spent. Hmm. I mean, podcast subsidies are hard to come by, so we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, for like for just a snip of that, we will move this fucking podcast into the metaverse, and you will just have to like yeah. suffer through us leglessly, you know, sitting around with a max audience of thirty-two, five, twenty-seven. <laughs> mm. It'll still be better value. Looking for forward us. to squaring the circle of me not being perceived, even in that form. <laughs> yeah, we'll still hide you. It'll be fine. <laughs> We can build you a little Kaaba to hide inside. That'll be really good, actually. Just a, Only if you, it's in the form of the, the new one. Sorry, just got to spend more image of a Yushanka bobs past me. <laughs> <laughs> Yushanka with no legs. <laughs> uh, anyway, from the uh, massively uh, unsuccessful and quite whimsical to uh, the to the British government today in a jarring shift in tone... Um, Oh, I, was, I had a lot of, it, it, I had a lot of uh, uh, things to do for today. But then um, I think yesterday or somewhere this week, I can't fucking remember anymore. What is even his time? Um, the uh, government has launched its new uh, anti-social behavior action plan, which I've read cover to cover, and I'm going to tell you about it. About the fine plans that it has to finally get you know society going again uh, through the medium of, well. Mainly violence and fines, I think. Uh, oh, and some money for parks. So it's not all bad, but we'll get there. Is Tesco going to fucking sue them for the for the announcement logo thing that they made up for it? It's it's very Tesco, isn't it? It's a very Tesco value policy. This essentially. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I'm just going to post it again for you, lot, but like, yeah, fucking hell. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that on a plastic bag. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then smother me with the fucking thing. <laughs> is this is this just for Tesco Value Labour Crime Week, essentially? Is that what we've got here? Uh, sort of, but in its own way, it's stupider and more cruel and vicious. Ah, like they did. It's okay. the Pepsi. <laughs> it's the Pepsi to Labour's Coke. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
that's yeah, that's not Labour, bad Labour made the big fucking song and dance about it and managed to influence the Tories by pushing them further to the right. Yes. Well done. Look, David, you said you wanted Labour to move the Overton window and you've got your wish. <laughs> I said I wanted them to be put through the Overton window. Ah, uh, sorry, I can't <laughs> hear you over the sound of this fucking guy talking about MILFs. <laughs> Uh, so this is a little bit from the uh, introduction itself. The government is clear. Acts of antisocial behavior are unacceptable. They are the ultimate form of disrespect. They disrupt and damage... <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> What's their Twitch channel then? <laughs> They disrupt and damage our quality of life. They corrode communities, make victims feel powerless, and can leave places degraded and neglected. Well, I mean, I'd hate to I see that I think they've got their happen. fucking cause and effect the wrong way around there. Well, I think <laughs> you'll find, Alistair, that that's going to be kind of a pattern throughout this uh, this this fine report. and Sorry, action plan. Tesco value action plan. Um, and all of this it relates to the broader agenda of leveling up. Uh, because mm. you, if if you're doing ASBO things, you don't have pride of place, and if you don't don't have pride of place, you can't level up. You see, it sort of works like that. This is this is literally just ripping off that fucking report by the briefcase wanker, isn't it? Yep. Uh, the the report from the briefcase wanker is uh, mentioned several times in this report. Oh, great. Oh. Uh, but don't worry, Rishi Sunak as well has written uh, a foreword, or I don't know, some intern has done it for him. Strong communities are bound by a golden thread, the idea that we should what? treat others as we would like to be treated ourselves. I know that's how the vast majority of this people in this country act. So much of our happiness and pride stems from that idea and having peace of mind in the places we call home. Yet, there's a small minority whose antisocial behavior makes other people's lives a misery. And I would say, yes, they're called the 1%. I but mean, I don't... it's easy. It's easy enough for that cunt to talk about like feeling secure in the place he lives because he lives in a bulletproof house surrounded by fucking like armed guards. Yes. Yeah. Is this um right, Rob? Can I kind of skip ahead a bit? Is this going to turn into here is the groundwork and pretext we're gonna lay for doing like essentially you know uh, structured violence against minorities who do things like listen to foreign music and like cook foods that smell a bit funny? Is it gonna be that kind of shit? It's it's not that specific, but uh, that is definitely no, what it will fuck, be used it's for. Yes, the kids for being outdoors. It is also that. Uh, it, it is it is you know it's the handshake meme, but for those two things at Much the same like, time. The kids need to God stay damn. indoors where they're not bothering people, so that journalists can complain about kids never playing outside anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> but they as long as they're inside, they can't be on their dang phone because then they you know will catch uh, uh, being trans and communist or something. Or, or, or become slaves of the Chinese army through TikTok. I think that's how it goes. Mm. It is simply unacceptable that anyone should have to live in fear of intimidation from their neighbors or gangs terrorizing their streets. That oh, yeah, not oh. anyone. It's perfectly acceptable that some people should have to deal with that. <laughs> that parks and children's play areas should be littered with empty nitrous oxide canisters. All that We've got to keep those children's play areas child free. <laughs> no, you have to keep them. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a fish pond. You have them full, keep them fully stocked with children for you know later. 
I love that this is basically like this whole nitrous thing. It's like we have a littering problem, therefore the solution to this problem is to, you know, ban consumption of something that's relatively harmless. Like, you know, it's a littering problem. It's just a fucking littering problem. That's it. But if I think actually, actually James, thing, that's you'll you'll find that that is actually the cause the cause of all of Britain's ills. Yeah, it's not a littering problem. It's a children having fun problem. How yes, dare those, those children, those damn how, teenagers going outside and doing things. How dare those children be laughing in a park? It's just in like, my yes. day. In my day, we used to let like fucking people like crack, clip us round the ear, and then we went, "Thank you, sir." And then like that's how we respected our elders in one World War Two. Says yes. a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we are launching this new action plan, because antisocial behavior is not a low-level crime. It is not just a nuisance or an irritant. It ruins communities. We need to stamp it out, and we can. Ah, there is nothing David. inevitable about it. David, there you go. Uh, it's broken Overton Windows Theory. Excellent. You've got your wish. Uh-huh. And congratulations, James. The the wording broken Windows uh, Theory come back in this report later on as hey. a positive thing. <sighs> Celebrate good times. Uh, yeah, so he goes no, on to mention... No, absolutely not, James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes on to mention some of the headline policies. Uh, more urgency as it comes to uh, tackling antisocial behavior. Zero drug tolerance. And also more power for landlords to make it easier to evict people deemed to be a nuisance. Zero drug mm-hmm. tolerance is, would be great, though. You know, you get high for much cheaper. Do you know what? I, I know that when I want to keep people off the street, I make them homeless. Yes. Oh, well, uh, don't worry about it. The homeless will also yeah. be coming back uh, later in this report. Uh, yeah, uh, we're good. also gonna we're all gonna also gonna like light the homeless on fire. My no, we're just gonna make their existence even more begging. miserable. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, they're not gonna prohibit begging per se, but they are gonna make it physically impossible for unhoused people to do that without violating the law and therefore being arrested or moved on as this report well, yeah, uh, have you got a license for that poverty it's nuisance begging <laughs> that's the problem if, if, yes if, exactly if a, if a middle class person sees you then like you're doing it wrong exactly you should you, you should you should very politely beg you should I don't know. Fucking, I don't even know. How Should to do live that. at the bottom of like the wishing well from the Goonies and just survive on the coins <laughs> that get thrown down there. Look, we as we all know, homeless people are begging on the streets, and it's all a lie because they all own BMWs and they make thousands of pounds a week. Yeah, and, and they accept wrong for them. They accept contactless payments. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Alistair, you need to understand um, that is that is a bad narrative. That is strictly untrue. What it is, is organised foreign criminal gangs have got, like, beggars on the street for us, right? That, that's what's the real cost of uh, it. Is. James, it yeah, just pushing to, out just, honest British entrepreneurs. Mm, James, just to, just to double-check for a second, did you read this report as well? Because no, that too Rob, will be I'm making just, a comeback. I'm, I'm plugged into the soul of this benighted fucking country. And, <laughs> like, yeah, I read the Tony Blair book previously, and it's just a framework oh, for yeah, all of this, so... Anyway, so the whole of this uh, will get a hundred and sixty million pounds of new funding, which you know well, that's that sounds like a you know some money at least. So it's like, well, how would that average out? Because a lot of this, this I think is supposed to be done by like councils essentially. So it turns out the UK, if you top them all up, uh, uh, 
England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Uh, they almost have 400 councils between them. So for all of this to work means a whopping extra funding of £402,000 per council. It's Excellent. All, like, it won't be divided that evenly, but that's sort of the number you have to be working with. Uh, I keep that number in mind as we sort of go through this, because the division of funding is not equal between the different things they're trying to do, to put it very mildly. They can't... <laughs> Can't even do a fucking like police state well. Like you, you don't no, even want to invest in the fucking cops. That's the one upside to all of this. Like the funding of this is so shit that most of this will never happen, which is good because it's fucking appalling and and fascist. Oh, uh, so if you if you're if you're ever affected by antisocial behavior, the government will just send you one of those fucking mosquito like. <laughs> no, I mean on like a devices. On like a per citizen basis, what the government will do is like what your de dementing nan used to do, which is literally tape a penny to like a postcard and then send it to you. Like that's about the level of funding we're, we're, we're talking about. <laughs> 5p, I should probably say. That sounds about right. Um, anyway, by doing all the, the things that we will be discussing, uh, we will have strong communities, flourishing families, uh, business investment, pride in place, and hope as well. Uh, because all these things will like be... A, feels like something of a reach. No, 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 no. All these things were being stopped by the demon that is known as antisocial behavior, uh, hopped up on nitrous oxide as uh, they are wont to be. <laughs> the American, the Americans are fentanyl and the British have nitrous oxide. Like, it's just like, you can just get, get like a fucking, one of those huge cylinders of that shit and you just spray it at a, at a fucking OAP and they'll just flee in terror. <laughs> uh, basically the the introduction uh, a lot of this is incredibly repetitive so i've like cut vast chunks of this out um but they do say a few incredibly funny things such as this plan sets out a new framework for the government police forces police and crime commissioners local authorities and other partners including housing associations and youth offending team and others and charities to work together to address the many drivers of antisocial behavior to which my question would be were you not already doing that what what were you doing before um if you were cooperating with each other um i don't know but you know oh and uh we also get like a nice list of like what all the various different partners in this scheme and stratagem are supposed to do um individually as well as collectively uh james and this is where i come back to you police oh, no. will adopt a common sense or broken windows approach to policing which means t tackling problems of neighborhood crime and antisocial behavior where they occur and intervening early to prevent growing disorder. Now, I hope I don't... No, they fucking them. won't. No. No, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. I'm, but, I'm looking forward to the Bobby on the beat basically have discretion to go kind of judge Dredd on you if he feels like it, but on the net effect, it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't affect that much. It's only if you just have the bad fortune to run across a cop. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but don't worry about it, James, uh, because it's not only going to be the uh, Bobby on the beat anymore. Uh, local oh, no. authorities will also be allowed to employ neighborhood wardens who will have the power to issue fines and take appropriate action against perpetrators. So, yeah, so we're going to get neighborhood wardens, which sounds very impressive. Oh, and also some of the people who are going to be cooperating this is um, landlords. They will get new powers to work to ensure that no one lies in misery with antisocial neighbors. A power that yeah, any does other, that any mean? other form of misery, any other form of misery, completely acceptable. Other forms of misery, yes, are distinctly British and therefore fine and good. Dying of mold, acceptable. Being 
like slightly louder 1005 completely unacceptable uh, they do, uh, Alistair, by the way, I know because this is something you often ask about. Uh, they do actually define their terms, which is nice. Um, oh, my God. I know. It's, 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 it's a wonderland today. Um, antisocial behavior covers criminal and non-criminal behaviors, including but not limited to intimidating behavior, such as threatening, threatening or unruly behavior, drunkenness, harassment, and loitering in public spaces, drug use, and the paraphernalia mess and disruption that can go with it. Um, so I think that's what the nose can. Uh, uh, I don't. I'm never going to bother asking. I'm not, <laughs> there's no point in asking what disruption occurs. Being like, poor, uh, yeah. smelling weed, slipping Just... over and slipping over a fucking nitrous canister and that fucking Hanna Barbera noise of slipping playing yeah. when, when it happens. <laughs> Just generally, generally spoiling the vibe for the middle classes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Starmer said that the smell of weed ruins lives. He did, yes, them. he did. I have that quote, actually. Uh, let me dig it out for you. It was incredible. He did a speech as well about being tough on crime, like, last week. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yep. Uh, this is in from Starbuck in last week's Tough on Crime speech, uh, where he said, uh, this is a direct quote, There is a family in my constituency. Every night, cannabis smoke creeps from the street outside into their children's bedroom, aged four and six. That's not, not low level. It's ruining their, their lives. They're calling it reefer madness. <laughs> also, I'd, like I'd, I'd recharacterize the smell of weed as like death from a fucking eighties public information film. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I I don't. I, I know it's like generally bad form to tell people how they can solve legitimate problems that they're concerned with when they don't ask for the advice. But you could just close the window and then tell whoever's like smoking outside to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what if it's well, what if it's a, a a youth, Jamie? You can't tell them to fuck off. They might like. It could be bigger boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if they called you clean shirt? <laughs> <laughs> we need. We need to solve the epidemic of bams being everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I hate to. I hate to nitpick about this, but surely the smell depends on the quality of the weed being done. Because some weed smells pretty great when it's being smoked, and some yeah. weed smells absolutely fucking horrendous. And surely the solution to this is not to like come down hard, but to you know legalize weed and maybe set a stand. I don't know. Just maybe that four just, and six gonna... year old should get better taste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to yeah. disagree with you there, James, because in my experience, all that shit smells the same. Yeah, I mean, fucking come on, though, Billy, you're not supposed to smoke the stems. Jesus. Oh, is it a sativa yeah. or an indica? And I just tell them shut stop, the fuck up. Stop being such a <laughs> fucking square, kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they go on to cite some like dreadful polling that I didn't fully look into because I only have so much time and so much will to live. Um, that claimed that most people think that their local area has gotten worse than the last 10 years uh, is due to antisocial behavior, not, you know, the ongoing breakdown of British society, several economic crises, and the pandemic. <laughs> all these symptoms seem to have reared their head. What if all those fucking like dismantlings of the the local community and like lack of things to do is what's causing the antisocial behaviour? And to be clear, antisocial behaviour is in big air quotes there because I'm sure what they mean is we saw a child on the street. Yes, not not making linen coats productively somewhere. Yeah, are you um, standing on a corner. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, the children aren't where they rightfully should be, which is dying of uh, toxin inhalation in a meatpacking plant. Yeah, we've got a lot to learn from Sarah somewhere. Huckabee Sanders. Yes. 
Anyway, um, apparently some polling that they did also found that 68% of people think that the police have given up on low-level crime. And it's like, yeah, that's true, because their job is not to prevent crime. They're just the armed state authority. That's, you know, we have talked about this extensively on this podcast. Um, Yeah, oh, and then they, uh, uh, um, they... they show some maps uh, where they've done some more polling, uh, where they've asked people whether or not they have perceived or experienced antisocial behavior. So they've just asked, like, Insane Mavis, the curtain twitcher, whether or not she's perceived antisocial behavior. Um, both of these, these maps... She's been training a whole life to answer that fucking question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, they did, it, both these maps do have an amazing footnote, though. Um, being based on small sample sizes, police force area estimates from whatever institute are less robust than national level estimates and should be treated with caution. I should add that these maps are splashed out fully over two pages and the footnotes are very, very small. you love to see it. Uh, the report then goes on to uh, outline six different policy areas, some more fleshed out than others, um, saying not just like what we've done, i.e. what money we've spent, what programs are in place, but then I, I genuinely, and I'm not shitting you, the next like subheading for all of them is to say how we will go further, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> that is absolutely, absolutely cut the legs out from under uh, Ex- yeah, has anyone Her Majesty's even- loyal opposition. <laughs> I love the fact that just occasionally I'm reminded that, you know, for all that, you know, my job is sometimes a struggle. I do actually have more skill than some of the people who get paid the mega bucks for this. Jesus fucking Christ, write some copy. <sighs> yeah, that must feel great. <laughs> yeah, it feels really, it's, it's excellent, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's really good for the old uh, self-esteem. Basically how um, I feel whenever I have to use an app. <laughs> <laughs> So the first policy area, uh, would it be a surprise to you, is called Tougher Punishment. Um, this is apparently because, anti- as I said, um, antisocial behavior is not a low-level crime because it annoys the Daily Mail reader and also destroys communities as a whole. Um, therefore, uh, uh, you know, the average citizen of Britain should have every right to expect that the persistent perpetrators will face swift and immediate, swift and certain immediate justice. And those words are capitalized. Oh, is this Tony <laughs> Blair having the cops march you to a cash point? Mm-hmm. A pretty close, is, is actually. that back, is it? Uh, uh, although, also, under the what we've already done section, they mention um, that they did a program in Bradford to, like, tackle uh, ASB uh, that they literally call Clear, Hold, and Build, which, for those of you who remember, Fucking that's Christ. the strategy we used in Afghanistan and Iraq when we, like, uh, fought insurgents there and lost badly. Um Anyway, in uh, we will go further. This is. Yeah, but I dare say Bradford's not as well armed. <laughs> not yet. I mean, this is this know. is this is this is very strong. Like you know, um, the periphery of the empire's tactics comes back to the metropole. You know, like goddamn, James, that would never happen. Where do you where do you get this absolute drivel from? David. The, the 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 tactics apply to the imperial core. I mean, come on, we have this infinite space to expand into. You know. <laughs> so this is um, immediate justice. 
As part of changing the system to stamp out... <laughs> They're going to up the 3% response rate of the judges to 4%. <laughs> I mean, close. As part of changing the system to stamp out antisocial behavior, we will provide the tools and funding to dispense immediate justice by issuing uh, <laughs> out of court... immediate justice. Are they also going to dispense wisecracks at the same time? <laughs> it depends whether they're going for Stallone dread or for the more recent one. <laughs> Uh, by issuing out <laughs> they of haven't got the budget oh, they're, for definite, the they're definitely one. concerned about urban dread <laughs> <laughs> by issuing out of court disposals with conditions to swiftly repair any damage the aim being for them to start within 48 hours of the offense so the idea is that if you do like a bit of graffiti or something cool like that um you would you know within 48 hours be clapped in irons and made to i don't know repaint the fence or something while I assume Tom Sawyer whistles a merry tune. Um, wow, Kiss Starmer's going to be all over this. Like, he's a, he spray can, a spray can that's been in the tenant machine to suck the graffiti back off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kiss Starmer's going to love this. He loves uh, dispensing justice within like the same day of uh, a crime, yeah. scare quotes, being perpetrated. And, and nothing also- bad has happened as a result. No, and also I assume that within those 48 hours, whoever's just been yanked into a police station will have full access to legal representation and things of this nature. I, I'm just spitballing here, but I can't imagine it would work any other way because that would be, you know, that's somewhat contrary to the principles of a state with a with an independent judiciary and a you know, well, process of law. I let's mean, just cut would... to the chase. Britain will never be safe until like we can extraordinarily rendition bans. <laughs> yes um and also this is a, a straight lift from from labor uh victims victims and communities will have a say in shaping the consequences perpetrators face and we'll see and we'll see justice being done offenders will wear high oh. high vis vests and be working under supervision who's looking so, forward to that like this is for fucking this is purely for Brenda, who has spent the last three hundred years and twitching the fucking hyperbolic time curtains. That's yes. it. Like this isn't for anyone else. What well, the I mean, hive's vest add to it? How does that achieve anything? It, it, it will make them What's visible the to like the suburb homeowners who drive by in their Land Rover, and then they drive by to their wealthy enclave, and they'll feel really good about justice being done. It'll be very positive. Yeah, it's going to be great though. Because they issue all the all the bams with high vis, they can then just walk into any building in the country and just pretend they're meant to be there, and no one will question <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If one of them finds a clipboard, the government is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was reminded, not a little bit. Uh, you remember it was must have been like a decade ago by now, or maybe more at this point. There used to be that like f- fucking racist piece of shit sheriff uh, Joe Arpaio in Arizona oh, who did cunt, exactly yeah. this, and then the whole world was like, "Wow, that's disgusting!" And what the fuck is that intrusion on civil liberties? And ten years later, here it is for everybody as a little treat. Isn't that nice? Uh, the amount of hours, by the way, of community service that will be done in Britain is going to be upped from I don't know what it is now, but to like eight million hours a, a, a year. Um, how this is to be done is unexamined. Uh, it will just like oh, we will boy. just. Is that a quota? I smell. Yes, it, it's an upped quota. Also, something that's never gone wrong in the past. I think. I mean, I don't remember this obviously um, because I sand my brain down after every episode. 
Um, and they will also be doing stuff that, you know, councils used to pay people for, uh, clearing graffiti. Also, clearing brownfield land is something that apparently is now um, going to be done in a high vis uh, jacket. So we've given them high vis jackets, we've given them a clipboard, we're also giving them access to like JCBs and backhoes and things like that. Things cool. of that nature, yes. Uh, and also, they'll be doing uh, park service and maintenance. And also, uh, this is going to be this is going to be fucking. <laughs> you, you must be wearing a high vis jacket to enter this park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be able to get a uh, voting website to see like what these uh, crims should be doing. The probation service will be relaunching the what? community payback nominations website earlier next year. Sorry, <laughs> right? Let me let me let me run through this. So you can be a youth hanging out in a park. And if a middle class yes. person decides we don't want you there, then yes. Judge Nan comes along and fucking summar summarily judges you that you're going to do community service. You can get yes. pulled up in front of a board where the middle class people and Judge Nan all vote for you to do maintenance work on the park. And so now you're hanging out in the park again, wearing a high-vis vest. And now the middle class person approves of your presence there because you're in a yeah, service role. Yeah, because Judge Nan now is standing next to you with a clipboard. So... Everything no, sorted. James, no, James, they've they've like served it up to us on a platter. Like you know how um, pretty much every internet poll in history. Yeah, has I was ever just going to say like I can't wait until the kids are sentenced to Balty McBaltface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Twelve months of Hulk Hogan meat shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, not only can you nominate uh, payback projects, you can also uh, uh, report antisocial behaviour online. For if you just don't like some people or something, uh, which I can't imagine will be abused by anyone for any reason whatsoever. Anyway, second category, uh, we are going to crack down on illegal drugs. That thing that we haven't been doing before. Um, oh, so we're going to go into the we're going to go into the uh, skyscrapers in the city, are we, and start dragging white collar dudes out by the, the scruff of their neck? You'd yeah? think so, um, but. Uh, it is already illegal to sell nitrous oxide, sometimes known as laughing gas, for its psychoactive effect. But don't worry about it, uh, because people, including young people, I, is from what I hear from, from reading the Telegraph, uh, still use it sometimes. <laughs> so what they're going to do is make uh, nitrous oxide a Class C scheduled drug, uh, which means that you can get jail sentences as well as unlimited fines for supply and possession of nose canisters. Which I mean, I, this is one of, the, one of those things where it's going to collide with reality and a whole bunch of people in the catering industry are going to go, yo, what the fuck? No, yeah. no, no. They specifically say they're going to work They're going to work with industry uh, so they still have access so you can get your foamy frappuccino. Uh, it just can't fall in the hands oh of youths. <laughs> I'm, I'm far be it for me to drag this lofty <laughs> goal of cracking down on the t heinous drug consumption of nitrous. But like... That literally cannot happen. Like, you just got fucking loads of this shit sitting behind fucking counters at, uh, at Starbucks. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to do, like, a fucking background check on every single person that works at a coffee shop? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is No, what you do is you just use it as a very convenient excuse to sack whoever you like if one of them happens to go missing. Yeah, this is this is Britain. That's kind of factored in, Alistair. Like, the question is, Ugh. do we want to do more, like, onerous intrusion into your personal life? The answer is yes. Like, they, they were going to do it before you finish asking the question. They're just going to ban fancy coffee because it's not, like, what the Red Wall wants. <laughs> it's not very yeah. streets of Detroit to drink coffee, is it? No, the the, mm -hmm. the Red Wall can, 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 cannot see or comprehend a frothy coffee. So it's like it's only grey sludge water for, for the true heroes of Britain and Mavis. 
Um, they do. The report also, for some fucking reason, proudly states that you know this is against the advice of the government's own advisory council on the misuse of drugs. But they've decided mm. to go ahead with it anyway because they're just cool like that. <laughs> I think I may be right in saying that that particular uh, uh, the council on the misuse of drugs may be like the most bullied organization in the entirely entire United Kingdom, apart from maybe mermaids, but for more disgusting reasons, obviously. Um, it's a it's a it's a great gig. Like you get appointed to it, and you like you can do as much or as little work as you want, and it won't matter. Like no. you know, because the government will overrule you anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so it's important so, to have one, but never to use it. Kind of like a fire extinguisher for your your kitchen, I guess, except less useful. Yeah. They're they're also going to expand like the 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 number of reasons for which you can be tested for drugs, um, including. Let me quote. All nighttime economy related offending. All. All of it. So if you're Batman, you know, keep clean. So hang on. Eco- nighttime economy related is it is it yes. graffiti tagging, is that it? I, I don't I don't know. Nighttime economy related. That's literally what it says. It get uh, Pubs and clubs, isn't it? Yes, uh, pubs, clubs, uh, kebab shops, uh, all these things. If you're if you're rowdy in a kebab shop uh, and you're not, you know, wearing several layers of Ralph Lauren, um, then presumably you have a problem. <laughs> um, <or laughs> yeah, the- I mean, they're going to be going to be drug testing all these people and going, "Oh, these people are just fucking pissed." <laughs> no, that's that's allowed. That's very British. That's good. Like if you're pissed on a on a Friday night, like if you're hanging out in like all bar one or something and then get into your Audi, you are being a productive part of the economy. Whereas if you're sitting in a park um having a frappuccino, then clearly you must be, you know, executed at once by Mavis. Um, so yeah, so apart from that, they're also going to test violence against women, for domestic abuse, serious violence charges, as well as all antisocial behavior charges. So if you're loitering in a park now, the police can just randomly test you for drugs because they, if they feel like it, and they can not just test for the stuff they test for now, which is pretty much only heroin and cocaine, but they are going to expand the testing to include ecstasy, methamphetamines, as well as cannabis, ketamine, and speed. So for everything now. You're going to be tested for any reason if you're loitering. If you're not inside, I mean, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, is this is this not just going to fall by the wayside when it turns out the cops pretty much aren't interested? Like, yeah, like we said this earlier. Like, this is just oh, the cops will, the cops will do it because they are the magic law fairies that will just magically make all the bad people go to prison. Yeah, but what if you're like a local um, uh, police department or crime commission or whatever, and you need to like fucking juice your stats to get like the new budget in? There's like going to be, there's young people sitting in a park fucking anywhere. Like if you want to boost like your number of arrests, you can just fucking go in and swoop everybody up under the age of, I don't know, 25 or something. Yeah. You know, numbers done or, or, or in one day, essentially really good. Um, they are also going to, um, apart from, you know, prosecuting more people for drugs and banning NOS, uh, they are going to be, and this is again a quote, encouraging orderly behavior. And if you're wondering what that subsection is, that says, uh, we will give landlords even more powers than they already have. Um, mm. In the private rented sector, one in three landlords who have ended a tenancy report self-report that they did so because their tenant engaged in antisocial behavior. You know, presu- 
presumably like put up a picture have a cat um you know things mm -hmm. of this nature uh, and the temerity to ask why the rent was being increased yes yeah. uh, more, more, more likely the landlord couldn't put the rent up by as much as they wanted to so they found a recourse to evict them and then when it was back on the market that meant that they could set the rent at whatever they wanted and thus get the bump they needed just a thought james i think you're having a very negative um set of thoughts about the oh, sorry, housing providers being, that do so much being, for the uk am i being anti-social towards landlords is that it um God yeah damn. i'm afraid i'm afraid we're gonna have to evict you from this podcast james i'm very sorry it's, you it's, can't be you know, anti-social to things that aren't human <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah, they'll get even more powers. Uh, they are gonna uh, if they evict you on grounds of antisocial behavior, uh, they can give you a two week notice period. Again, I assume that in those two weeks, Jesus uh, you as a tenant will have recourse to legal advice, a possible court date, you know, all the things that that you would be able to avail yourself to, and of course, appropriate right, legal counsel provided free of charge. I'm fucking do this. I I have eighty odd days notice about the eviction I'm currently going through, and it's yeah. fucking tight. It's fucking yes, it tight. Is. It like, really is. What the? I if if I, if my landlord had given me two weeks notice, I'd be homeless. No question, right? And I have a fucking good income and tons of money. I'd still be fucking homeless. You know? But you shouldn't have had that criminal cat then. I think we can all agree. Just unfucking believe. Two weeks. What fucking yeah. planet are you on where you think that someone can rearrange their life in two weeks? Oh, sorry, I forget. It's Britain. We don't care about other people. Oh, Fuck. sorry. You know the way that they can just like stop your fucking benefit money and there's fuck all you can do about it yeah. until you wait for like all of the appeals processes to go through. Yeah. And it's fuck you until that point. And if you die in the meantime, well, the system works. Same shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Sorry. By the way, you know how I was talking about like a court system and how you could have representation, representation stuff. Uh, they also say that they they want to speed up the courts as well as introduce legislation that would force judges to consider the impact on landlords, neighbors, and housemates. Shit. I like how landlords is literally the first one in that list. That's just Shit. like yeah, <laughs> little like tiny little layers of just fuck you, just layered one upon another. I mean, and the only like the only the glimmer of a silver lining, which of course is the I'm fairly certain the one that won't be enforced, is this like this legislation would also like affect um, like big rented accommodations where people have like Airbnb parties. So like you know that can be a genuine pain in the ass, but I'm also entirely convinced that will not be enforced because you know people are making money off those those things quite yeah. also also airbnb should be destroyed so you know yes mm -hmm. um and also uh landlords will be given closure powers where they don't need to check with the police or council where it concerns premises that are being used or will be likely to be used to commit nuisance or disorder so you know likely to be used how it, right so let's how, say, how do you measure that? Let's say, I don't know, I'm just pulling an example out of thin air because this would never happen in Britain. Let's say you have like a, 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 a really old and, and very convivial pub where sometimes live music is played and, you know, all of a sudden mm -hmm. next door they turn what was, you know, an old factory or something into a, a fucking yuppie warehouse with really expensive apartments. And then the landlord who might want to convict, like, turn your current pub and live music venue uh, into more of those shitty flats, uh, they can say, well, I'm worried now that this premise is being used to commit nuisance. And then, you know, 
your nightlife is gone and the venue is gone and you know the happy memories that people have of that might be gone i i'm not saying this will happen because this would never happen in britain of course let's you know let's be sure yeah and especially when you ignore all the times that has happened Oh, oh, I'm just you have to do that. That's I'm sorry I didn't mention that crucial step that you do have to hit yourself in the head with a very big hammer. I'd Quietly, like, I'm just I'm just picturing yes. like <laughs> Elijah's collective like news. Uh, sorry, what am I saying? Collective um, music kind of venue that he's got up in like yeah. Aberdeen. I'm just yeah. picturing yep. that. It's like oh well, it's been run by a bunch of commies, so it's very likely drug taking will occur there, and boom, that's it. We're going to close it. Like it just absolute. Uh, this is demented, genuinely yeah, demented. But if we yeah. don't, if we don't have the power to just like you know arbitrarily close down music venues, how are landlords supposed to sell more luxury flats? This is right. So we're reaching a crisis point in Britain that, like, I know, right? We're in a perpetual crisis of various different means. But here's an actual serious crisis point. Like Winston fucking Churchill got this, and this is not you've not got to hand it to him. But the whole way that landlords work is they are dependent on other economic activity happening. But the more you increase the proportion of the economy that is given over to landlordism, the less real economy is happening, the less the value of that landlord activity. For example, what makes a community a nice place to live is things like the live music venues and the the good places for your children to play and all this kind of shit. James, how dare you bring up things like contradictions, things like that. Tightening, I know, right. Also, also, there's landlord money to be made, you know? Yeah, you're not supposed to live in luxury flats. Do you know, they're supposed to be investment opportunities. But this like, is... You don't live there because there's a nice music venue nearby. You live there because you've been priced out of literally everywhere else. It's like, in, in genuine, in all seriousness, well, this set of arrangements they're proposing is going to do massive economic harm to the UK. Like, just net economic harm, no upside. I Yeah. Look, the rentier economy is good and productive. And I, I don't really get what, like, what your beef is with quite frankly um because that's what what we have in the uk oh and by the way this is not in the report but this is according to the times which i'm guessing is you know better brief than the people who wrote this fucking thing um this <laughs> like these faster like two weeks evictions will also start applying to tenants who fall behind on rent because presumably if you fall behind on rent you are a nuisance to your landlord um you know you'll be spending all that rent money on nos yeah. yes does that does this mean that I can just like have the cops sicked on someone because they keep calling me and now find that annoying? Probably. Yes, probably. Try it. Um, and and also, if you're like my landlord, like... won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the rare reverse rev- eviction. <laughs> uh, and also, James, because like I know you're you're currently on the lookout for you know a new space to live. Uh, but let's say in a hypothetical case that you know your landlord um, had made three complaints about you uh, because you have uh, delightful cats. Um, if they do that three times, um, uh, then. And they can prove it. The report says three proven instances. Um, then you would be considered a perpetrator of antisocial behavior, uh, which means that the government will then deprioritize you from social housing. So you can be evicted and then not have access to social housing anymore. Huh. Oh, How weird. It's almost as though then. someone who might be caught in the net of what might be called antisocial behavior might have reasons for this happening, which would also mean that they might actually need social housing, like, 
strange that this would keep happening. Well, yeah, we've got a system in place now that can be like fucking kicked out of the house, denied social housing, and then shot for living on the streets. Mm-hmm. If they go through with this, then perhaps we might actually get a resurgence of Maoist thought in the UK. So, you know, maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, fingers crossed. But anyway, since we're on the topic, um, you know, you might have been kicked out of your private accommodation or your council housing because some asshole has decided that you are antisocial and, you know, you've had no recourse to the law and the judge in any case had to consider the wishes of the landlord first. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the, um, the subheading about reducing rough sleeping and begging. Nice. Um, I haven't done it before because it wasn't really interesting before, uh, but they preface every one of these sections with like relevant quotes from people who participated in workshops, uh, like members of the public who participate in a workshop about uh, antisocial uh-huh. behavior. A focus group. Yes. Mm, so you can imagine the level of okay. cunt that signs up for this. Um, and here's the one that uh, is at the very top of the rough sleeping and begging section. Uh, I'm going to just read you a thing. I felt like I had anxiety. It was very distressing. When I walked back onto the road and I was walking really, really fast trying to get to my car, I didn't even go to the shop. I thought, no, I'm not going into the shop just in case the man begging is following me. You know what? This attitude is something that is probably the one of the most infuriating attitudes I've seen in people that I actually know. Like, I remember being in Brighton once and we were sat outside at a pub and someone came over and like, oh, have you got any change? And I was like, yeah, sure, gave him my change. And one of the people I was with just having like a fit, like a panic attack almost over over the fact that a person is begging you, like begging, like they. And a person <laughs> is they, asking they, you for some was, change or something yeah. like, you know, and their, their problem was that they found it embarrassing. And I was like, this is your problem. This yeah, is the problem that you, <laughs> that you are having with a person having to beg for money. Yeah, I'm sure that that person was absolutely loving having to go up to strangers and art and like literally beg for coins yeah fucking awesome the absolute just completely worst, devoid of humanity the absolute worst concert when you like stop to give someone change on the street and someone like fucking admonishes you for it oh yeah yeah well you get like the you fucking don't know where they're gonna spend like... that and it's like hopefully hopefully hiring a fucking mariachi to serenade you <laughs> <laughs> Sure, if all the city's homeless like club together, they could afford someone. <laughs> uh, this is the first paragraph from the rough sleeping section. A restoring pride in place with safe streets and clean parks means we must maintain and enhance our public spaces. Crucial to this is dealing sensitively yet firmly with those who, in being unable or not always willing to access the support they need, can cause distress or harm to themselves and others. This, in terms, uh, undermines the overall atmosphere of public safety and community pride. See, you being homeless are actually undermining community pride and quite frankly that's why you should be done away with and no we shall not be explaining what that means they're gonna i mean they're basically saying we're gonna shaft you but don't worry we'll shaft you sensitively but firmly it's like yeah during this whole section they keep treading this line with saying like oh we must be sensitive to individual needs and it's not always somebody's fault and sometimes it's difficult da da but then the, 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 the several next be... words are, are yet, but you must be removed because otherwise there will be no pride of place as long as you exist in our we are going to We are going to hit homeless people with the iron fist of the state. Sorry, it's the velvet gloved fist, fist of the state. Of the state. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same thing, Alistair. It's that fucking little undercurrent of, but they're not willing to access that support. And it's like, motherfucker, what, what is that support? Like, what is it? 
Well, they really? do. Uh, what what it, level uh, under of fucking the, support have you got to offer? Under under the what we have done section, they do list a bunch of these initiatives like homes of homeless, something called the Rough Sleeping Initiative, substance mistreatment centers. Quite frankly, I haven't looked into any of this, so I don't know if all any of those programs work or are any good. I'm going well, to assume because it's Tories, it's no. But you know. Whatever. Yeah, judging I, I by the fact that homeless people still exist, I think it's quite safe to say that no, they don't fucking work, and that's why people is, don't fucking let, access them all, or have also, accessed them and have been booted out of them because they're all fucking overcapacity or some shit. Let's let's also all remember, by the way, that during COVID there was no homelessness or like vastly eliminated homelessness. Yeah, it is politically possible to do this, but Alistair, that was at the cost of literally several pennies. You, I don't. I don't care if it's billions of pennies. Frankly, that's fucking. Disgusting. The only reason that homelessness still exists is because they are not yet able to just pull these people into slavery. Yes. Um, so yeah. So this is from the how we will go further uh, section. Uh, they start with saying no one should be homeless, and therefore we are repealing the Vagrancy Act, which is apparently still in force, uh, which literally makes it a crime to not have a permanent address. I didn't know that was still in place, which is fucking incredible. Anyway, so that's the positive side. Now let's go on to the rest. Police forces and local agencies have, however, made clear that they need more direct tools to help with individuals whose behavior is causing a nuisance to the public and, where possible, to move those individuals on and into the support they are eligible for, including where they have refused the help before. So I'm assuming that means you can now be incarcerated or put into a place against your will, you know, far away from any sport networks that you have, even though you might be homeless. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, let, let, like, let's also, like, elaborate a little bit on, like, people who, like, homeless people who refuse help in the past. Like, this could, this, that phrase includes homeless people who have been approached to say, like, well, like you say, Rob, move to, like, some other arse end of the country and they've said, no, thank you. At least I know people around here. Like, yes. It's a completely valid reason to say that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, it, it gets better, though. Um, they uh, Councils, but also, or police, I don't really know who's supposed to get these things, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, new the tools Daleks. to... Yeah. Uh, new tools to direct individuals to positive pathways, including accommodation, health support, as well as immigration or asylum services. So individuals who may have turned away help before access to support they need. So now you could just be dropped off at the migration forces. That's Giving homeless be- people even more reason to not want to interact with these fucking services. The whole point of this is not to actually in any way, shape, or form help the homeless. It's just to create a paper-thin veneer justification to allow the, like, you know, genocide of undesirable populations. That's all this is. It's, it's basically like, look, we just want to... It's social we, cleansing. Yeah, we, we just want to cleanse the undesirables. But don't worry, it's okay. It's okay for us to do this. That thing you really want to do, it's okay for us to do it. We'll do it for you. We'll sweep it out of sight and out of mind and everything will be fine. Vote for us. Uh, they will also prohibit... It's Again, uh, you know, James, I think you, you did absorb the whole like Tony Blair thing a bit too much. Um, they want to prohibit <laughs> organised begging, uh, which is, yeah. a, is, a, is a thing. Begging gangs, that thing that you encounter all the time, everywhere. Well, no, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here, right. Like, begging gangs do exist. But yeah. 
it's it goes hand in hand with modern slavery and oops what's that thing that we want to like deprive the population from being able to benefit from if they're like immigrants or anything like that it's the modern slavery laws like yes what fuck off making the problem worse so that we can solve it but and make society worse is just like but it but it's it's not just um uh, organized begging by the way they will also prohibit begging where it is a public nuisance such as cash points shop doorways on public transport approaching people on the street and any broader incidents that can cause nuisance distress or blight so if mavis Within sees sight. you on the street um yeah. then you know you're a nuisance it's basically you're, like, you're, it is it is genuinely making an underclass that the cops can just abuse even more than they already do. It's like unpersoning them at this point. Yeah, yeah, but now it's legit legitimate because uh, this this same plan will introduce powers for the police and local authorities to address rough sleeping and other street activity where it is causing a public nuisance, such as by obstructing doorways and pavements and to clear debris, tents and paraphernalia that can blight an area. So, you know, now they can also destroy your temporary shelter because, you know, your small tent being set up in the corner of a park uh, where Mavis can see it from a great distance and be, be a theater of um, you. This is, this is creating cop landlords. Yes. That's what this is doing. Because the reality on the street is going to be like, okay, occasionally people will be cunts and throwing it in, but 90% of the time it's going to be a police officer sees you and gets to decide what to do. And have you paid your police officer? Then your police officer will leave your little tent alone. I'm going to start rattling through this a bit quicker now because it's fucking disgusting. Um, cops are going to get even more powers, um, including the aforementioned uniformed local authority wardens, which is fucking incredible. Um, this, is, this, by the way, the police powers absorb more than two-thirds of the uh, budget of the total thing. Um, the cop powers will include 72-hour dispersal orders, uh, more public spatial public spaces protection orders basically if the cops now deem you a, a nuisance in a defined area uh, you can get a fixed penalty of 100 pounds or a fine up to a thousand uh, they will lower the age limit of uh, at which you can be uh, placed under a community protection order basically an asbo uh, there's just going to be more and bigger fines in every category etc etc so just more cops yeah. more you know finding the homeless notoriously works you know, yeah, as well as finding, like, a fucking 14-year-old. Yeah, the law in all its majesty equally prevents the rich and poor from sleeping under bridges. Just, like, fucking hell. Um, they they want to talk about some horseshit about uh, building back local pride. Uh, this is the introduction quote from some cunt who participated in Oldham. <clears throat> Not a chance you walk around Oldham Town Centre on your own. I have a daughter and I'd rather let her walk around the Arndale Centre. I don't think it's safe to go in. I, I yeah, don't probably know. not, because she's going to get rounded up by the cops. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so like, uh, you know, blah, blah, the things they've done, town deals, levelling up funds, high street funds, high st apparently there's a thing called the High Street Heritage Action Zone, which sounds fucking incredible. That uh, has very, like, big like pinball that, action was that sonic frontiers or no it's something where they like there's more money available to restore like heritage houses so like the, the high street in oxford i'm assuming looks nice uh, i guess okay, that's sure. that's presumably the kind of thing uh but don't worry about it look we've talked a lot about negativity and like crime and punishment and you know abusing the poorest in society i want to sell you a big upside to all this and i think you'll agree this this might make it worth it um 
out of this 160 million, they are making money available um, to um, parks and stuff, to build like, you know, to restore parks and put some new trees and stuff in. Uh, for the whole of Britain, and again, that's like nearly 400 councils, how many millions of pounds do you think are going to go to restoring parks and doing something nice? One. It depends how many parks are there and how much there's a sign that says no ball games cost. <laughs> well, if it's done through government outsourcing, then presumably it costs about seven million a sign. Uh, no, it's five million. Five million out of all of this. But don't worry about it. The entire level. For the whole country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just... There are no words. There really aren't. Uh, but don't worry about it. The, the glass the, I, I say five million, and I know that sounds really, really low. Uh, but don't worry about it. There's a, a, a similar fund, separate. I, I should stress, um, included in the whole leveling up agenda, uh, and that contains again for the whole of the country nine million pounds. So with the fourteen, I think you'll find we're set. Okay, hang on. I'm going to do some math on the pod live. Right, hang on. An so ISO cube that we can all share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that that fourteen million in total. Are paying at twenty grand a year, which is, uh, you know, n- not not probably enough, but twenty grand a year that would pay for seven hundred people to cut the grass across the entire UK. I'm just Excellent. thinking, like the Dread comics really sold Britain short because I feel like if we were living in that future, then we'd end up with doubling up on the ISO cubes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, James, I think, like, you know, that sounds really negative with the people cutting the grass, but imagine it could be so much worse. What if those people were planting trees? That, <laughs> I think we can all agree, is a scourge. Pay any price, I say. Um, so, yeah, they go. It's really funny, by the way, because this whole section is about, like, um, actually building local pride, by which they mean, like, restoring the high street and, like, making nice buildings and stopping, like, derelict markets and all that kind of jazz. The moment they start talking about this is the moment they stop stop talking about money and doing anything. It all of a sudden becomes about leadership from the public, private, and third sectors together. It becomes about um, high street rental auctions. Um, the only concrete thing, by the way, they say is to uh, tackle, uh, tackle antisocial behavior on the high street is more street lighting and CCTV, uh, which are the only uh... real options. Oh, and there's going to be uh, uh, an improvement or, you know, whatever to the rules around squats. Uh, instead of having two years before you have to take action, before action can be taken, uh, it'll be six months. So don't worry about it. The squats are uh, are also going to go. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Prevention, intervention. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there's also going to be a 30 million whole country investment in the Play Zones program to build multi-use game areas. Again, you know, divided by 400 councils. How much money is that to build a fucking football pitch? Uh, it's not that much. Child men- citizen, are you in the appropriate Play Zone? <laughs> <laughs> the more I've been hearing this, like, they call it the Anti-Social Behaviour Action Plan. I'm going to feel like this is the action plan to institute antisocial behaviour by the government. Like yes, it's 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 just, it's just creating new categories of behavior to lock people up with. Is I just Jesus wept. Oh, they also mentioned, by the way, uh, a delightful thing, which I'm fairly sure is another copy of a fucking Labour shite idea, um, called the National Youth Guarantee, where every young person will have access to regular clubs and activities. And don't we love uh-huh. access to folks? Hmm. 
Uh, it also includes in this same section, by the way, the very absolutely delightfully called parenting contracts uh, where parents can be mandated by the police to ensure their kid goes to school, along with attendance prosecution and fines of up to £2,500 uh, for the parents if the kids don't go. So they, they just you know. like straight up ripping off labor. Like it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's 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 one hundred percent. That uh, blah blah blah. This is a bunch of you know they're going to provide eleven million pounds over two years for two hundred local youth clubs, which is fucking nothing. Um, there is going to be uh, lower age limits for kids to have to interact with the law. Uh, children. This is specifically children who are on the cusp of crime which sounds delightful. Um, <laughs> like when they've already well, they've already boosted a car and bought the ski masks and the big sack with swag written on it. <laughs> and just get them before they, before they make it to the stripey jumper shop. I think in, I think in practice it's going to be, you know, um, they're, they've just turned 14 and they're like black or Asian. That's going to be like how it's actually. It, it's just it's just more prevent shit, essentially. Like, yeah. it's just more of that. Like, it's just fucking disgusting. Uh, last bit, they will improve data. Like I said, there's going to be a one-stop. They will, <laughs> this is wonderful, by the way. They lead the um, improving data. And their big plan is um, there will be a, a gov.uk page dedicated to antisocial behavior. It will be the ASB hub, uh, which sounds, <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Oh, it's fucking website it's good go build a web page like all right cool which like the only no that's project like the only can begin until someone's made the wiki <laughs> i mean the own genuinely the only up upside to all this fucking horrendous shit is how desperately underfunded it will be like that's the only thing i can say in its positivity is that it is fucking dreadfully underfunded which hopefully means very little to of this will happen except the landlord shit because that will always happen i i don't know rob we started this episode talking about fucking elon musk and his grand projects which are overfunded if anything and nothing yeah. happens i i have a feeling that the innate spite of the uk will make something happen off the back of this despite there being no money behind it and it's like the, the yin to the yang if you will is just just fuck it just uh, honest to god to rob you've come back and just i need a holiday now jesus christ <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wanted to check in because uh, I know a couple of weeks ago we did uh, Labour Crime, Crime Week uh, with, with you, James. Um, I just wanted to check in, see how Labour feels about these things. Um, <laughs> they want to ban, they, they support the NOS ban uh, because it's a blight on communities. And I know uh, Jess Phillips talked about it like two years ago already. Um, do, they, um, do they by any chance, for, for, if you threw a dart at a list of these like uh proposals would, would the labor response be we support it but we think that it like the the government suggestion is too weak and won't uh, be pretty effective. much uh or, or, would encourage them to go further yeah they, or they do. would cost too much uh no actually if cooper says uh none of this plan is going to work out because there's not enough cops therefore we need thirteen thousand more cops mm. so labor thinks all this is good it just doesn't have enough state more like a vet it. pooper Hey, <laughs> got him! Yeah, fucking like, <laughs> goddamn, we really are in the metaverse. Anyway, uh, so just just to wrap this up, because I was 
as you will understand, I was a little bit furious and very upset after reading all this. Um, basically, the main thing is this is just a very bad response to a new wave of hysteria whipped up by the papers about youths in parks, which is about as old as fucking time. I know, James, we talked about it a lot with you in the Crime Week thing a couple of weeks ago. This is not new. They do this every fucking three or five or ten years. It's just the same thing. Youths are outside. They're sitting in a park. They're not, I don't know, in the fucking linen coat factory doing something productively. They're not being mini landlords or whatever the fuck you know they're not in a military academy so that's why this is bad you know like it's it's just the same fucking it's just the same curtain twitching daily mail shit that we get served up every fucking couple of years you can set your goddamn watch to it also by the by who will not be affected by any of this the police powers the fucking interventions the parenting contracts all that bullshit the nuisance orders i can guarantee you it won't be the fucking horde of football fans shouting and screaming and getting drunk and like raging against bame people it won't be the fucking middle-aged couple leaving their you know harrods picnic basket everywhere in the fucking park will it no, it won't be. Will it be your local fucking property developer starting illegal drilling and construction at 6 a.m., you know, right outside your fucking window? No, of course it won't fucking be, because those are not the people. Those are the real people in the society. The real people in the society, those pricks, will just be left unaffected by any of this. You have to be poor, you have to be a minority, you have to be unhoused in order for the truncheon of the state in this fucking thing to come on top of your fucking head. And by the way, if we're talking about young people, had a quick look. Since the fucking Tories came to power in the back of fucking beyond, because it's probably fucking Thatcher or even earlier, they have cut 70% of all youth services budget, everything positive, youth centers, whatever, taken short stuff, I don't give a fuck, you know, at every level they've gutted and gutted every contact the state has with young people, except for violence and the intimidation that comes with the fucking rapists and monsters that would give a fucking badge and call the Met Police. We've made the economy more precarious, we've made the housing more expensive, and every single public space has been gutted through council cuts since George goddamn Osborne. And their answer to this is not to fund anything, it's not to do anything nice or proper. No, it's just to hit you with a fucking stick. And that's all there is fucking to it. Also, while I'm fucking talking, consider the following. Your asshole landlord makes up some fucking nonsense about you doing uh, uh, antisocial behavior to kick you out. Why? So they can jack the rents twice over. You've been given three warnings. How the fuck are you getting out of this? You can't because you have two weeks to find a new house. You can't fight your landlord. There's no access to fucking legal representation. Where the fuck are you going to live? That's fucking nowhere because now you've been deprioritized from social housing. So now you end up on the street. Nearly all social functions now require banks phone contracts all the other shit you need to live require a fixed address so you don't have that anymore so maybe you lose your job because you know you don't look so good anymore because you don't have access to a goddamn shower maybe you beg in the street but now you can't do that anymore either you can't fucking sleep in the street anymore either because this fucking piece of shit plan tells people tells the fucking cops they could pull you out of a goddamn doorway in the middle of the night put you on a bus in the middle of fucking nowhere because Mavis the fucking hedgerow bitch has fucking told on you because she has nothing better to do which has been really the daily goddamn mail how the fuck are you supposed to have a life in any of this how are you supposed to reorganize your life how are you supposed to do anything what the fuck are you supposed to do when you have kids in this in this society in this system when it fucking comes down on you like a fucking jackboot and don't think you're going to be exempt from it because the class of people protected in this country the middle class the upper middle class the whoever the fuck, the Eton and Harrow class, that fucking lifeboat is sinking every goddamn day, and you are not going to be included pretty soon. 
you're going to be along down here with the rest of us and just hitting people harder so some home county psycho can live in an Enid Blyton book, including all the nice 1950s slurs that we were also worried about with Roald Dahl a couple weeks. They won't do shit. You don't get a society. You don't get a nice, vibrantly vibrant town center by systematically fucking over people with no money i hate this i hate labor because they won't change this i hate all of this and this is a fucking indication of a fucking dying disease society and quite frankly you deserve better anyway i'm done talking now and I'm, I'm gonna Rob? shall we just close the episode Rob? what what we, what we need to do right is like rise up and do more crime i fucking hate it. i just i genuinely hate all of this anyway shall we uh, do some plugs and things or no, you fuck you. It's comment or commentary at time. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Oh, well, then we get it up, you. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> we aren't fucking right. miserable after that. You will be now. Yeah, all right. Cool. Let's let's fucking get it. We really do need to do something about all this horrendous antisocial behaviour, this reckless destruction, and all these hooligans destroying everything around them through boredom and lack of direction. Perhaps. A general election. Comment or commentary. <laughs> uh, uh, commentariat. Commentariat. Uh, comment, Guardian. Uh, don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, comment, Guardian. <laughs> Britain does have a great progressive tradition independent of socialism. Largely rooted in the best. (laughs) Get the fuck out of town. Largely rooted in the best of new liberalism, common law, (laughs) and our early embrace of democracy. Go fuck yourself. Our core values, fairness, tolerance, kindness, openness, admiration for those who dare, championing the underdog, are also fundamentally progressive. The political problem for the liberal left is that it has never marshaled these forces successfully into a sustained political project or party. I mean, could you muster a fart into a fucking political direction? I don't... (laughs) Oh, well, speaking of, um, instead of uniting in the manner of US Democrats, British progressivism has been fatally divided between a largely workers' party committed to utopian socialism, uh. at least in its rhetoric, and a middle-class party that so hankers after conservative acceptance it has only a weak progressive spine. Comment or commentary at? This is uh, Richard Osman given the worst best man speech you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm jumping on Jamie's coattails. This is commentary and it wouldn't surprise me if it was Richard Osman. Commentary. I'm fairly sure this. I read this. This is Simon Jenkins in the Guardian. I want to say. Close. This is Will Hutton, who is an Observer columnist. <laughs> oh well, he's that's the same fucking person wearing a different hat. And fuck both of them. <laughs> I totally refuse to watch or read anything other than the authentic film or book. Mm-hmm. Any modifications should be indicated at the start of any film, oh, and right. book should indicate that this is not the original text. I find the phasing out of the original work disturbing and akin to book burning. Yeah. Comment or commentary. Yeah. This is me when I'm comparing the uh, Lord of the Rings extended edition to the regular <laughs> release. <laughs> when you're not allowed to read slurs to your children anymore, that's just like Nazi Germany.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, uh, ironically, I, I, I am against them rewriting these books because I'm of the view that if the books contain this shit content, let them die and write new ones. You know, just, just, no, just I think a there's thought. too many books. I think we should stop writing them until we figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that and newspapers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just ban words. Um, yes, this is what I've been saying. Is your like the apotheosis of Jamie? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go with commentary on this one, David. I'm going comment. Uh, oh, yeah, could, comment. It could be literally any cunt on this cursed fucking land, Matt. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe anybody's still flavor. concerned about fucking raw dull after all this goddamn time. Like that was that was aeons ago. Is what? this um? Is this actually? Is this that fucking? It's a comment, and it's by that fucking cunt that like is in the royal family of like. Yeah, I was, I was about to say he's the been going through or whatever it is. Yeah, he's Ronald. He's Ronald Dahl's <laughs> uh, grandson, and he's been going through a rough time. So let's all give him a break. But he's part yeah, of. He's part was, of royal... It's I, hard. I, it's hard out here for a, a fucking conservative brony and or a <laughs> royalist fucking like police community support <laughs> officer. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, I've got no idea. It might have been him, but it was a comment in the Daily Mail. Oh, there you go. Okay. Britain, of course, also had a civil war and a revolt against the king. But we have chosen to make continuity and evolution our national myth Is rather than revolution and violent overthrow. Having a go at the French. <laughs> and I think that is a better choice. Continuity and evolution means living with injustice for longer and idiosyncrasy for even longer than that. The slogans of evolution are less attractive and the legitimacy of our institutions sometimes harder to justify on paper. But in practice, they are more likely to promote liberty, advance equality and create fraternity than celebrating overthrow and chaos. This The best way to make progress is slow, imperfect and peaceful. A better tomorrow can be built on an imperfect yesterday. Even our mistakes can be integrated into our national story. Mm-hmm. Even deformed institutions can be slowly improved rather than being swept away. Comment or commentary? Commentary. 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 This this is the last continuity remainer speaking through like a thousand layers of tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Daniel Finkelstein in the tin in the, uh, in the Times. Oh, for, yeah. The oh, Lord yeah, we should be so fucking lucky. <laughs> 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 he, oh. he he was atting the pub before about like whining about like why don't we debate him in the marketplace of ideas that was fa- fucking fascinating right last one go on it pains me to say I think it's a lost battle if any changes are made we will be forced into having British summertime all the year round because <laughs> that's what the government the elite the BBC and all right thinking opinion desire and they will not rest until they get their way comment mike gates in the 1960s a three-year experiment was introduced imposing british summer time all year round i don't know what result was expected but the idea was roundly rejected and then dropped in fairness we should have then had three years of gmt to see the reaction <laughs> we were never given this opportunity in case we might prefer it Is comment this that, uh, left-wing nazis can't <laughs> like nailed on it is um is that yeah. guy yeah mm. it's commentary and it sounds like christopher hitchens if not it's it is 100 yeah. christopher hitchens if, if, in, the, in the okay. mail comment 
on the Hitchens blog in the Mail on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking bait and switch. That's that's just yep. That's just not fair. Yeah, well, life isn't fair. Okay, well, on that note, um, let's let's wrap this up, shall we? So, uh, plugs. You can uh, join us on the Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash praxiscast five per month. We will be releasing um, very, very shortly, if not on the same day, uh, another episode which will have some Scott Paul on it uh, to discuss the new First Minister and the election of... Yeah, um, you did hear that right. We uh, reserve Scott Paul, which weirdos among you want to listen to, when I have to pay us. Yep. That's the only way we're doing Scott Paul. It's it's the only way. I can it's get it's it actually it's not. It sounds bad, but it's actually danger pay for me. That's yeah. that's why we're doing it that way. Um, you can also get us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash praxiscast. Uh, just keep a little eye out. We've been a little bit off the schedule for that, but it should be Thursday nights. Um, I'm so, not dying yeah, anymore. And Wednesday nights. And Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. Thursday nights. Um, so just keep an eye out there and uh, you can buy merch at praxiscast.tml.com get yourself a t-shirt and with that we'll catch you later yeah bye bye take care